Blog Talk Radio. this journey with me back home to who you really are. Reflect on your past. Release and forgive. Receive peace, love, and freedom. Revealed is a journey into the depths of your soul. Reveal your magnificence. Reveal your truth. Reveal your heart. Reveal your freedom. Reveal love. Reveal and heal. Reveal now. You know who you really are. Melani Shani, a.k.a. The Love Goddess, your host for this evening, and I'm so excited that you all are here tonight. Thank you so much for coming. So for those of you who haven't um, been with us before, you're new to The Love Tribe, the intention for this show is to remind you to love yourself by being yourself. This show is about getting your entire life, whatever tools or information or inspiration you need to bring yourself fully present to the fact that you can have it all. If you'd like to reach out to me during the show, you can at getyourentirelife at gmail.com. This is definitely an interactive show, so those of you who have clicked in later on will open the line. So if you'd like to call in and share your views, you can call in at 657-383-0698. So today, um, this is the fourth Monday, so on the fourth Monday, We are talking about love and relationships uncensored. And tonight, I have a real treat for you. First of all, we're talking about one of my favorite books, which is The Four Agreements. And then I have a special friend here with me tonight, which I'm really excited about, um, Michael Manson, who is the co-host of um, the relationship show with me every fourth Monday. So it's going to be a real treat for you all because Michael and I usually agree. We're usually on the same page in a lot of things, but it could get pretty interesting tonight. So I'm excited. So we'll bring him on a little bit later. Um, But we like to invite you to join us in talking about the sweet and sour of relationships. And we're going to use the four agreements as like a foundation to walk us through this conversation tonight. As you all know, um, relationships are like a hot topic. Everybody's trying to figure out, either trying to figure out how to be in one or trying to figure out how to stay in one or just in bliss in one or in horror 
in one. So everybody is dealing with relationships in one way or another. It doesn't matter if it's an intimate relationship, a friendship, but, you know, we're all dealing with the relationship deal. So I wanted to create um, some time that we could spend together throughout the month that we can just talk about love and relationships uncensored. So if you have any comments or questions or anything that comes up for you throughout the show, please feel free to press 1 when we open the lines, and I would love to hear your views. So before we go there, we're going to, um, as always, we have our reflection questions, which are brought to you by our millennial goddess, um, Kari. She always presents us with reflection questions for every show. So her reflection questions tonight are, are you aware of the impact your words have on friends, family, or significant others? The second question is, when you are feeling unclear about a situation in a relationship, do you make assumptions about what is or isn't happening? If so, what motivates you to assume instead of communicate? The third question, are you looking for others? to meet your standards, or are you looking for them to meet your expectations? And the last question is, how do you use your words, thoughts, and actions to honor yourself and others in relationships? So these are very potent questions tonight, and Michael and I are going to be talking about these questions and answering these questions, and we encourage you to also um, answer these questions, to take some notes about how you feel about this, and maybe you'll get some revelations, as the song said in the beginning, um, reveal, now you know. So that's a part of what we want to do with this show is really reveal what's already inside of you to come out so that you can be fully and consciously aware and fully present in how you're moving. So as always, we want to give you an inspiration before we jump right into the show. So we're going to take a couple of deep breaths just to bring ourselves fully present so we can be in alignment and in harmony and balance with our authentic nature to open up and to receive and give in this moment as we should. And so um, so let's take a couple of deep breaths. Just breathe in and release. Breathe in and release. Breathe in and release. And, of course, we want to give honor and praise to our ancestors, to create and all who guide us and lead us and, um, and blesses us in every way, every single day. We want to open the space for our ancestors to come and guide us through this conversation, that we may get clarity, that we may be conscious, that we may be fully present, and that we may love ourselves deeper and love ourselves by being completely and totally ourselves, returning to our natural state, Um, as human beings, which will then in turn help our world to return to its natural state. And so it is. All right. So um, my um, inspiration for you tonight, I have two actually. The first one comes from thepowerpath.com. For those of you in the Love Tribe who listen to this show often, you know, this is one of my favorite um, internet newsletters to go to because Lena, who writes these power paths, is always on point. So at the first of the month, we always give you the insight on the power path. So if you haven't read the um, August um, forecast for uh, from the power path.com, you want to go read it because 
Lena is always on point. Like we're at the third or fourth week in um, in August, and everything that we read in the power path um, coming forward from the first of the month is really like in play right now. And so I want to read the first paragraph. I'm not going to go through the whole path because we already did that at the beginning of the month, but I am going to read like the first paragraph, and then I'm going to go into what she talked about as far as relationships are concerned. So discovery is recognizing you have a talent for something you never acknowledged before. Discovery is realizing a truth about a passion that needs to be cultivated. Discovery is facing a challenge, fact, that one or more of your relationships, intentions, or desires are no longer aligned with your highest good. Discovery is finding that place within you that has the courage to finally let go of an attachment that has been holding you back. Discovery is claiming an inner knowing that you can do it and taking the steps to prepare for the action that follows. Discovery is becoming more aware of your actions reactions and motivation versus the expectation and projections of others. So this month's PowerPoint path was all about discovery. So that's what was so powerful about it because this month, I don't know about you all, but this month has been full of discoveries for me. And if I, if I had thought about it, I would have went back and read this PowerPoint and gotten some direction because let me, let me read to you what she says about relationships you will discover both the jewels and the rotten apples in this category. Clean up the karmas, forgive the past, discover your freedom, sift out what is not yours to fix, and take responsibility for what you have created and with whom. For some of you, this may be the month of hard choices, and for some, it may be the delightful and satisfying experience of wonder as you discover the beauty in yourself and in others. Watch for the projections and expectations of others that no longer fit the truth you discover about yourself. If you discover something out of integrity or lack of alignment in a relationship, instead of being disappointed, accept and forgive with compassion and move on. This is also a good month to take a risk based on the emotional intelligence of your heart as long as you can express your own needs and desires. For most people, relationships provide growth and evolution, and they will inevitably trigger what needs to be triggered. Use the triggers to discover what needs to be either cultivated or weeded out. It is also a good month to practice standing up for yourself, your beliefs, and your needs. I so love this because I'm telling you, this has been so exactly spot on what has been happening in my life over the last month. Triggered, 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 and discovering what needs to be cultivated and what needs to be weeded out of my life. It's been a great month, as she said, to stand up for yourself, for your beliefs, for your needs, and really get clear. It's been a real month of clarity for me. Like I've been getting clear about what it is I want and who I want it with and how I'm moving and, you know, whom I'm moving with. It's been so exciting, but then at the same time triggering to get that. And so I wanted to read this because it's so important for us to realize that sometimes when we're getting our clarity, we're going to get triggered first, okay? Sometimes we don't remember that. Even I, I'm, I've been doing this work for three decades, 
And sometimes I don't remember that trigger is going to bring clarity. Trigger is going to bring healing. Because when we're in it, we're dealing with, you know, our feelings. And so tonight, that's why I wanted to add the four agreements to our conversation tonight, because one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally, which is a great reminder for us when we're triggered in relationships and when we're having challenges in relationships. So we're going to talk about relationships uncensored tonight. We're going to use the four agreements as a foundation to help us to really be um, more clear about um, how we're moving in relationships, how we're being in relationships, what our impact is in relationships, and how to really navigate our way into healthy, whole, um, blissful relationships. That's really the intention for tonight. So the next thing I want to read to you, I got from the Daily OM, and it's called The Death and Rebirth of Self. So I thought this was really important to read because um, sometimes we don't realize that when we are asking for a new day or a new way or something new in our lives, a lot of times we're not going to get that until something dies. Like something has, we have to let something go. In this case, it's a death that happens and then we are reborn. And so I wanted to read this because I think it's very important for us to know that um, something dying in our life or something leaving in our life is okay, especially when we're saying, okay, I want something new. I want to re- be reborn. I want, you know, uh, a new life. I want to, you know, do something that I've never done before. I want to experience something that I've never experienced before. I want to be with some people that I've never been with before. So when we when we say this, when we make these proclamations, when we have these intentions, We have to be prepared to let go. It is the process. It is the protocol, so to speak. The protocol is let go and receive, okay, or in this case, die and be reborn, okay? So this is by Madison Taylor, and this is from the Daily OM. Sometimes a part of us must die before another part can come to life. Sometimes a part of us, um, even even though this is a natural and necessary part of our growth, it is often painful. Or if we don't realize what's happening, it's confusing and disoriented. In fact, confusion and disorientation are often the messengers that tell us a shift is taking place within us. These shifts happen throughout the lives of all humans and as we move from infancy to childhood to adolescence and beyond. With each transition from one phase to another, we find ourselves saying goodbye to an old friend, the identity that we formed in order to move through that particular time. Sometimes we form these identities in relationships or jobs, and when we shift those areas of our lives, become unsettled. Usually, if we take the time to look into the changing surface of things, we will find that a shift is taking place within us. For example, we may go through one whole chapter of our lives creating a protective shell around ourselves because we need it in order to heal from some early trauma. One day, though, we may find ourselves feeling confined and restless, wanting to move outside the shelter we need for so long. We need it for so long. The new part of ourselves cannot be born within the confines of the shell our old self needed to survive. 
we may feel a strange mixture of exhilaration and sadness as we say goodbye to a part of ourselves that is dying and making way for a whole new identity to emerge in its place. We may find inspiration in working with the image of an animal who molts or sheds in order to make way for new skin, fur, or feathers to emerge. For example, keeping a duck feather or some other symbol of transformation can remind us that death and rebirth are simply nature's way of evolving. We can surrender to this process, letting go of our past self and great love with great love and gratitude and welcoming the new with an open mind and heart, ready for our next phase of life. Sometimes a part of us must die before another part of us can come to life. So this is really powerful because a lot of times we don't want to shed that old skin. You know, it's painful. Just like when you see a snake, a snake sheds his skin, and it's a painful process. I've seen, like, skin in the grass when I go to, like, the park. There's snake skin sometimes in the grass, and that's where, you know, snake has just crawled and kind of shed his skin and is pulling off skin. That is painful, but once it's done, he's beautiful. It's a beautiful Um, finished product. And so with you, sometimes it's painful for us to shed. Sometimes it's painful for us to let go. Sometimes it's painful for us to let whatever it is that we've been holding on to, what we may have needed in the past that we don't need anymore, that no no longer serves us, that's not in alignment with us. It's painful sometimes to let it go. But what we have to realize is when we let go, we get to shine. We get to fly. We get to be free. We get to whatever it is that our intention is to get to. For me, we get back to our natural state of being, which is where we can have it all. When we're in our natural state, we can have it all. We don't have to worry about manifesting this, attracting that. It happens through synchronicity because we are naturally being who we are. So we're going to naturally attract and manifest whatever is for us. So that's the most important thing that we have to um, remember when we start to shed skin. And what that feels like is painful. It's triggering. It's upsetting. Right? It's like my skin. Of course, I'm getting more beautiful skin, but it's still my skin. I go to this um, spa here in Atlanta. It's called Jeju. And in this spa, they do like these, what they call skin scrubs or body scrubs. And so you're on the table, and so, you know, they're scrubbing your skin, you know. And when I say they scrub, they scrub you, like, from head to toe, every every crack, every crevice, every, everything, right? So they're just scrubbing you. So I'm looking at the table my first time doing this, and I'm like, wow, they're using some, some lavender, some herbs. That's amazing. And I said to the person, I said, well, what kind of herbs, you know, are you using? And she was like, baby, that's your skin. And I'm like, what? You're scrubbing my skin off? It's like, yes. And it was dead skin coming off of my body. We all have it. But when she, I was a little concerned, you know, but when she took that, they take this like honey milky stuff, well, milky water, and they pour it on you, warm milky water. And when I tell you it's the best feeling in the world, and then when you get done, you are glowing, and your skin as soft as a newborn baby. But before you get to that point, you have to let it go. You got to let the skin go. Let it go. 
And so, of course, I'm coming home trying to scrub the skin off, can't get it off, right, because they use something different. But it's like I'm trying to get this, you know, get this glow every day. But you don't have to shed every day. It's not necessary, and it'll probably be way more painful and no telling what else will happen if you try to shed the skin every day. So just when we need to evolve, when we need to go to the next level, sometimes we have to let go of things that we don't necessarily want to let go of. So I hope that that served you today, the inspiration. Um, It was very inspirational to me. So, of course, whenever I find things that are inspirational to me, I want to share them with you. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to bring on our special guest, Michael. I'm very excited to bring him um, to you all today. Um, Before we do that, I want to share the four agreements with you. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz um, wrote this book, The Four Agreements, and I love this book. I always have. I read it a long time ago, and I've read it a couple of times, but I always stick with, um, you know, try to remember the four agreements. And I have an affirmation card deck that he did um, that has all the four agreements and inspirational cards. And so we're going to talk about those a little bit, but I want to give you the four agreements and just a little bit about each agreement so that you can um, ponder on them and reflect on them as we go um, to break. So the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. This means that you speak with integrity. You say what you mean. You say only what you mean. You avoid using the words to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. You use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. The second agreement is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality and their own dreams. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. The third agreement is don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just one agreement, with this, just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. The, last, the fourth agreement is always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to when you are sick. Under any circumstances, simply do your best, and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. So those are the four agreements. He also um, came out with a fifth agreement, and the fifth agreement is um, be skeptical but learn to listen. And this fifth agreement is all about complete acceptance of yourself just the way you are and complete acceptance of everybody else just the way they are. So what he says in his book about the fifth agreement is that you have to find people or attract people who are exactly the way that you want them to be. And so you're not running around trying to change folks, which you cannot, that's an illusion, but you feel happy because you're in alignment with the people that are in your life. So I thought that was very powerful. So those are really the five agreements um, from Don Miguel Ruiz that we're going to talk about today when we come back from break. And we're also going to bring 
Michael Orn with the comeback. So excited about that. So we're going to go to break, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. So you're listening to the Get Your Entire Life Experience. My name is Melania Shawnee, a.k.a. The Love Goddess, and we will be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Get Your Entire Life Experience. I am Melani Shani, a.k.a. The Love Goddess and your host. Uh, we are loving ourselves by being ourselves tonight. Welcome back. And we are talking about love and relationships uncensored. And we're using the four agreements tonight to get some clarity about relationships. Now we have our special guest tonight, Michael. I'm so excited that Michael is here. Let me tell you, Michael is a real-life hero. Like, he was a firefighter for um, two decades, and he has just retired. I'm so proud of him and excited for him and coming and um, coming out into the world, sharing his wisdom. I've always wanted to bring him on the show because he has so much wisdom and he's so humble, but he's absolutely one of my uh, most favorite people in the entire world. He is like my go-to guy. Like I talk to him about anything. We talk all the time about relationships, and I wanted to just bring our conversation here so that you can hear some of the things that we talk about and even chime in if you have some things that, you know, you agree with or don't agree with. Most of the time, Michael and I are on the same page as far as relationships are concerned, but sometimes it gets real interesting um, with our, our conversation. So I'm excited that he, you know, said yes to being here tonight and that I get to um, share him with the Love Tribe and share his wisdom with you all. So Love Tribe, would you please send some love um, forward to uh, Michael. Hey, love. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Told you I was a little good? nervous, but uh, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll loosen up. You know, when you get loose, I don't know what's going to happen, but tell the love tribe a little <laughs> bit about yourself just so you can relax a little bit. <laughs> you know, you, you pretty much covered it. Um, you know, it's funny when you think about yourself and say, who am I? You know, and, yeah, I've, I've worked as a fireman for uh, 26 years. Um, yeah. I have uh, four kids, five grandkids. Um, and, uh, wow, well, I don't know what else to say. And you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Very generous. Okay. <laughs> um, not really, y'all. He's just playing games. Um, so he'll be with us every fourth Monday. And trust me, he's gonna loosen up, and y'all will see what I see, which is amazing and wise, and uh, just a beautiful spirit. Michael is just a beautiful, beautiful spirit. And for all of you ladies who are out there who think chivalry is dead, it is not. And Michael is a man who shows us that chivalry is not dead and um, just a beautiful um, example of of how of how to treat women and, you know, how to be with women. I really love that about you, one of my favorite things. So we're going to move on to our reflection questions tonight because we, we want to answer as many of these questions as we can. I don't know if we're going to get to all of them because, you know, we have conversation for you. 
but um, we'll also have some other things that we want to look at in the four agreements. So, Michael, I know we uh, talked about these questions just a little bit a little earlier. So, um, so the first question is, are you aware of the impact your words have on friends, family, or significant others? This is a very powerful question because sometimes people are aware of, like, what they're saying, but I don't think they're aware of the impact sometimes that it has on other people. I know that I've been in situations where um, I've said things to people and I had no idea how it was impacting them until they came back later on. And so now I'm, I'm very aware of the impact, my impact on other people and also other people's impact on me because I think it's important that we know how we're impacting people. Like it's one thing to just say something to somebody and just, you know, just spew out a bunch of words, but really just to know, like, how, how is what I'm saying impacting or landing on this person? And I think a lot of people are so kind of oblivious to that, and I think that can really um, cause problems and issues and challenges in relationships. So how do you feel about that, Michael, impact? Um, you know, words are supposedly the world was spoken into existence. So, you know, words are powerful, and uh, mm-hmm. they will certainly affect uh, you and, and everyone around you. Um, you know how, I mean, you know a little bit or a lot, of, a lot about me and uh, mm-hmm. how I struggled with, uh, you know, guilt for a long time over, who knows, you know, various things, but one of the major things about that was things that I said to people that I wish I could take back and things that I should have said um, mm-hmm. that I didn't get to say. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can change somebody's whole day with just a couple of words. And mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're trying to get to the point where, you know, you're not overly affected by things that people say to you. But... uh but, yeah, I mean, you know, words, you can destroy people with words. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. we talk about physical abuse, but, uh, you know, the things we say to our children and to our, you know, significant other and, and uh, you know, you can you can build people up or you can tear them down. Mm-hmm. Yep, Absolutely. So a couple of things um, that I had from the four agreement in the card, in the affirmation card deck was that um, one of the agreements is don't make assumptions. And so what he said um, around that is be yourself around others. And And the card says the biggest assumption that humans make is that everyone sees life the way we do. We assume that others think the way we think, feel the way we feel, judge the way we judge, and abuse the way we abuse. We are afraid to be ourselves around others because we think others will judge us, victimize us, abuse us, and blame us as we do ourselves. So I think that that card really speaks to the statement that we're talking about as far as impact because I think sometimes people don't realize their impact because they think that the person is thinking like they're thinking. It's like the person can be thinking totally different than you're thinking. But you're talking to them and saying stuff like communicating with a person. And like Michael, like Michael is a communicator, but I think with Michael, he's going to communicate when he's comfortable. So it's like if you think a person knows you, 
you know, then you're going to be able to communicate better with the person that knows you than the person who doesn't know you because you're thinking, okay, this person is thinking on the same wave, same wavelength as me, right? But if you don't know a person, you may think that they're not thinking on the same wavelength as you, but you may not even think about that if you're in a triggered situation. So you may just go in thinking that they're thinking the same. I've done that before, and it's like, oh, this person is nowhere near thinking what I'm thinking. And so a lot of times you, as you're expressing yourself and communicating in relationships, you want to make sure that you're communicating from your point of view, from your truth. And we'll talk about that later. I think he has a, um, a card with be impeccable with your word on that. But it's like, you know, you're speaking from, from your truth. And so you stand at, at that gate, which is your truth, and then you allow the other person to stand at their gate, which is their truth, and then you work to process those two truths together rather than trying to bring the person over to your side or the person trying to bring you over to their side. Everybody has their own truth. And then we have to look, look at the fifth agreement, which is be skeptical but learn and listen. So when you listen to somebody else's truth, you're going to learn a lot about them, right? So you're telling your truth, you're speaking your truth, but you're also speaking it from, from your truth. It's not like the, the gospel truth. It's not like the truth. It's just your truth, right? And so then you're listening to the other person to make sure that you're hearing their truth so you can learn in the process rather than making them you or leading them to think or speak like you. And they don't need to, right? And you just want to give them a good understanding of where you are. And then they can give you a good understanding of where they are, and then prayerfully there can be a compromise. So, Michael, how do you feel about that, or what's your experience been with that? Well, I think it's a good litmus, litmus test to see how much you even care about the relationship because mm-hmm. you have to you have to learn people, you know, you have to learn their language and and uh it's going to show how much you care about learning their language. Um there mm-hmm. are cultural differences wow. and you know, just the way that you were raised and you don't know what kind of of memories or triggers people have, you know, you may say something or tell a joke and you know, it triggers something that happened to them or, you know, you just have to, you know, try to learn people and, and see, you know, find that common ground. And from that you can, you know, form your own language between the two of you or, or you know, I mean, well, we're talking about relationships, but, you know, relationships are, you know, also familial and, and just your friends and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. It flies in the face of, you know, because, you know, lately, you know, with things like Facebook and all that, people are collecting friends, you know, or, you know, air quotes, you know, they they have all these friends and uh, and then we use all these memes on Facebook and I'm, you know, I'm not against memes or anything like that. I'm just saying that it's not, you can't tell a person all the time just just off of a meme or or things like that. You you have to spend time and really try to get to know people and and uh you know, I regret that you know, that I haven't always done that, you know. 
Right, right. Yeah, it was so deep because I was looking at a post today, um, somebody that I follow on my site and um, on Facebook, and, you know, I see them all the time, like, in the spotlight, oh, I'm doing this, oh, I'm doing that, uh, I'm working over here, I'm working over there, I'm traveling here, I'm traveling there. And it's like then um, today I saw, like, they were, like, in the hospital. So I'm like, wow, you know, you really don't know. Like, you're looking at a person on on, on the Facebook and they're doing all these things, but you really don't know. Like, this person spent several days in the hospital. We don't know what's going on, but, you know, you just don't know. And so I think that um, when we, we don't know our impact, when we're assuming things, you know, that people are doing certain things and, you know, we're on Facebook, like, oh, this person is just doing this and that. It, you really don't you really don't know. And so the thing is to stay no. with your own truth, remember your impact, you know, how you're impacting people, how you're impacting yourself. And, you know, we're going to talk about later, you know, just being impeccable with your word. Actually, one of the things, the cards I want to read, it says, release the need to be right. And this is under the agreement, be impeccable with your word. And it says when you believe something, you assume you are right, and you may even destroy relationships in order to defend your position. Let go of the need to defend your position. I think this is really, really important. Now, on one hand, like we read in the PAL tab, I feel like it's important for you to stand up for yourself and not to be a doormat. But there's a difference in being a doormat and needing to be right. And sometimes we think people – Um, people are trying to be right and need to be right, and they really don't. You know, they're just stating their position. And because another person may not be as sure of their position or as sure as where they are, then you're looking at the other person like you think you're right. So my whole thing is there is no right or wrong in my world. It's just what's working and what's not working. Because for me, right and wrong is a judgment. I can't tell you what you're doing right or wrong. All I can do is express my opinion about it. And my experience about it. You're the only one who can tell if it's right or wrong for you. And so I tell my clients all the time when I'm working with couples, like, do you want to be right or do you want to be in love? Do you want to be right or do you want to have a relationship? Right? And so you want somebody who can communicate with you and talk to you and be with you, but you want to set yourself up for that in the very beginning, which a lot of people don't do. You don't think about communication all the time when you first start out a relationship, especially if you're coming into a relationship in pain. I read this um, article to, uh, the other day. It said you don't want your pain to pick your partner. And I thought that was yeah. really powerful because a lot of people do pick their partners with their pain. It's like, oh, in my last relationship, He didn't spend any time with me or she didn't spend any time with me. And so now it's like you have somebody who comes along and spends a lot of time with you. Now they really committed, but they spend a lot of time. So you're not looking at the fact that they're not committed or they may be a commitment foe. You're just looking at your pain, which is the last person that spent time with you. Now this person spent time with you. And then when you get healed on that issue, and you don't, you no longer need that because you're no longer in pain with that. Then you wake up all of a sudden. You're like, wait a minute, we're not even in a committed relationship. I really want a committed relationship. And they're like, well, that's not what we talked about. I, I, you know, I'm gonna be here with you, but I'm not really into a commitment. And then you're looking like, whoa, wait a minute, <laughs> because you picked your partner with your pain. 
Michael, what do you think about that? Have you have you had that experience or know anybody with that experience you know, of picking a partner? We've seen people that, you know, they got together and they didn't know the other person was, uh, and I'm not into politics, but, you know, you get with people and you don't know, you know, that person's a Republican and you're a Democrat or whatever. We don't, <laughs> we don't ask the questions that, that should be asked, you know, but it, it also, what you were talking about reminds me of that, uh, the five love languages, because there yeah. are people that really think they're communicating how they're feeling. <laughs> they think they're showing love because they're doing this thing or that thing. And that other person yep. doesn't see those things as, as love. Um, Right. You know, I guess, uh, oh, man, during the 50s and, and 40s and 50s where um, I think we worked harder or, or our parents worked harder. And uh, so if a guy, you know, went out in the morning and worked however many hours he worked and came home, you know, he felt like that was his expression of, of love. And, uh not to say that he didn't actually, I mean, he, he didn't love his family, but, you know, there were other needs that needed to be met that, that weren't getting met. Um, there wasn't as much balance, or maybe there could be as much balance. And I think, too, that, the you know, there was an understanding there, too. But I don't know, I may be getting off subject, but what I'm saying is that there's different ways that people express love, and we need to be aware of that. And not mm-hmm. think, well, that person doesn't care about me and overlook the fact you just spent two hours underneath your car, you know, <laughs> trying to put some part on, you know, that he, he didn't right. have to do. But, uh, Absolutely. I, I love the love languages. We just did a show on the um, Candid Goddess on the Facebook Live show we do on Friday nights, and we did a show on the five love languages and it was powerful because just what you're saying it's like that what you just said under the car fixing the car is like an act of service so that's a love language for somebody an act of service and then like that's the lowest love language on my list my highest love language is quality time so if someone gets under my car and fixes my car it's nice but it's not the way I see love or feel love in that way. And they might, that may be their love language. Their love language may be acts of service. So that would mean I would need to understand that they would need acts of service and they would need to understand that I need quality time. So it's very important that we talk to each other and communicate with each other and use tools like the five love language. Is it the end-all, be-all? Absolutely not. There's lots of tools and things that we can use, but we have to educate ourselves so we can have great relationships. So that's a great point, um, Michael, is that, you know, we have to know how to communicate with, with each other and get to know each other. And I think a lot of times we don't do that. Like we, we pick partners with our pain. It's like whatever we were missing in the last relationship is what we want to find in this one. So I want to move to the next question, if that's okay, Michael. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So the next question is when you are feeling unclear about a situation or relationship, do you make assumptions about what is or isn't happening? And if you do, what motivates you to assume instead of communicate? <laughs> that's a good that's a good one. It ties into what we were saying. So Michael, I'll let you um, <laughs> if you want to talk about that one. <laughs> well, you know, do you assume I, I, I know instead of communicate. I do. But I wouldn't call it an assumption, mm-hmm. I would call it a, a calculation. <laughs> 
You know, I mean, we're we're looking at all these. So, you know, we're the sum of our environments and the things that have happened to us and and things like that. So, um, you know, before we're talking about triggers, you know, somebody does something and it reminds you of something that somebody else did and you kind of put that on one column and say, okay, and then you just, uh, you know, you accumulate all these things and you begin to form a picture right or wrong of, of who this person is. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so for, for me, an assumption is like has no basis in, in reality or can have no basis mm-hmm. in reality. Um, mm-hmm. An assumption is uh, you were at the store. This has happened to me. Now, I, I was not the, well, let me just say. So you're at the store, I don't know, 40 minutes longer than normal. And then a jealous person will assume that you made a stop somewhere or something. I mean, something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. To me, that's an assumption, you know. Mm. If you're at the store 40 minutes longer and then I come back with lipstick on my collar, then you can make a calculation, you know, like, okay, that was, where was he, <laughs> really, you know. But, I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> you my thing now is is just to try to be patient and and see, you know. Um, I may mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable about a situation, and well, one you should voice, you know, right away uh, your concern or, you know, maybe you're just curious. Um, but uh, you know, I, I suppose we waste a lot of time. On, on fantasy and on jealousy and on assumptions, mm-hmm. like you said, that's that's why it's important to to learn, you know, the person that you're interested in and you're trying to have this relationship with, because if you if you learn to communicate and find out who this other person is, and you can make a determination: is this a person that I want to, you know spend the rest of my life with or try to grow with, um, you won't waste a lot of time if, if, if you're heading in two different directions. Um, doesn't mean it's not a value thing. Doesn't mean that person is, you know, not a value or not worthy. It's just that you're, you know, the two of you are not a good fit for that type of relationship. But, um, both people have to be willing to try to, you know, to learn each other. Yeah. So on the um, four agreements affirmation card, uh, on one of the cards, um, the agreements is don't make assumptions. And so on this particular mm-hmm. card, it says relinquish the need to change others. Real love is accepting mm-hmm. other people the way they are without trying to change them. If we try to change them, this means that we don't really like them. It is easier to find someone who is already the way you want him or her to be instead of trying to change that person. So I thought that was really powerful. You know, what do you think about that, Michael? It's like when you're really trying to change someone and who they are, it means you don't like them. You know, coming from uh, – turn to the what do they call a person like a Florence Nightingale, like people that are trying to fix other people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's other words for it, but we'll stick with that one. But, uh, you know, some people see that as, as love. It's not. But, you know, there's a lot of people that come in and they say, you know, you know, she's this and that, you know, we just need to work on this or work on that or, you know, he's he's a nice guy, I just need to do this and, and need to do that. Um, you really have to look at yourself and see, you know, like, for instance, with me, um, I'm not that big on clothes, you know, if uh, – if a sister wants to come in and that sounds crazy, dress me, not dress me, but you know what I'm saying. I really don't, I'm not that into it. Um, and it's not going to, I'm not going to feel put upon if she says, Hey, I bought you this, or I picked this out, you know? Um, right. But, you know, then there's people that say, well, you know, you spend a lot of time with those guys and I really, you know, that, there's big changes and little changes. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. That I, I guess there should be some compromise there, but it shouldn't be um, because we all have our own lives. And when you're trying to blend, you know, two people together or the schedules together, there's, you know, we're going to have to work together and maybe make some changes. But, when you come in thinking, you know, you're going to do this, uh, what was that show that used to come on, The Swan, where you, you know, they take somebody and do this whole makeover thing, and I think that's what a lot of people think they're going to do. It's just <laughs> not going to work like that. You remember that Don't show? Don't make them look like you want them to look. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Or act like you want them to act or, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, yeah. it's too easy to find somebody that, you know, is where you want them to be. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's an illusion. Like you were saying earlier, I think you said assumption has no base in reality. I love that quote because, you know, I feel like it's an illusion. It's not the reality that you can change somebody. I talked about this the other day, too, is that, you know, we have we have perpetrators of, or, or impersonators of change. Like, you can't change somebody. Like, somebody can act like they change. Like, they can come into your world, your environment. They can pretend like they're changing because they really want to fit in with you or they want to fit into your environment, but they're really not because when, you know, three, six months down the line, even some people can do it for, like, years, maybe one or two years, maybe even three years. I've seen people do it for ten years and then completely change back into themselves you're always going to flip back into yourself. And when you do that, everything around you is going to come tumbling down. So when you try to change somebody, you know, they're going to eventually flip back into themselves. Like, there, it's not a real change. So you can't change them. They can change themselves. They can, you know, decide that they want to shift and, you know, do something different. But you can't change anybody. And so um, I wanted to ask you, Michael, because, you know, you were making some good points. Are we, you, you, you brought this up when you were talking, is are we avoiding the fact that we don't like the people? Like on the card it said, if you're trying to change, if you don't like them, are we avoiding the fact that we don't like the person so we want to change them into somebody we like when we're trying to change people? Oh. How do you feel about that? I know, right? That came up when you were talking. It's like, 
We really want uh, I mean, to make a, this person, huh? I don't think we think about. It. I guess that would be the selfish part of, of, of you know, of the relationship where we just want things the way we want them, yeah. and we're willing to change other people to get that. But I mean, it's yeah. not going to work. It it never does work. Um, right. You know, we know people that there are people out here getting married and they're not even attracted to. I mean, you have people that are homosexual and they're getting married as marrying people as covers and and or what do they call it a beard or something. I don't. Know. Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But you, I mean, you have many levels of deception. I mean, um, mm-hmm. and and it's not necessary. But I think too is that we're not a lot of times we're not patient enough to get to know people anyway. Um, mm-hmm. We're wow. in a, we're, we're in a hurry to to do things. I mean, you know, on, so on one end, you know, we're not patient enough to get to know people. But on the other on the other end, you have people that are spending a lot of time on people that are not going to change, as, as we discussed. And uh, and you keep thinking you're going to change them, or or that they're going to change, and and so you you wasted all these years. Or I shouldn't say wasted because there's a lesson in it. Um, but you spent time on somebody that was never going to going to be that person for you. And now mm-hmm. we, I think we have a culture where it's not even, you know, it's more for the fun of it. People get in relationships, and if they have fun together, you know, then they stay in them until it's not fun anymore. So. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. So one of the cards that came up while we were talking was um, the agreement, be impeccable with your word, and it says express love. And this came up when you were talking about some of us are not patient enough to get to know people. I thought that was very profound because it's like I don't want to get to know you. I just want to build some type of persona with you or I want to fit myself into your world or you want to fit yourself into my world. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, a lack of self-love. And so this particular card says impeccability of the word can be measured by your level of self-love. If you love yourself, you will express that love in your interactions with others, and that action will produce a like reaction. So I think that a lot of times when we don't have patience enough to really um, get to know people, it's because um, we're trying to attach ourselves to people to make ourselves look a certain way or to uh, make ourselves feel a certain way, or, again, we're picking partners with our pain. So we don't have time to get to know a person. We just know the pain that we have, and we want to attach ourselves to another person because, of you know, they don't, they're speaking to our pain and not to, you know, to um, our purpose or to us being powerful. And so I think that a lot of people, and, and, and the challenge with that is that, when you when you're with someone who really is um, speaking to your power and your purpose, then you can actually heal the pain. But when you're with somebody who's just catering to your pain, 
then it doesn't heal. It just it just continues, and then eventually the bottom drops out. And when the bottom drops out, you still have that same pain, and you're moving from relationship to relationship trying to self-soothe, and it never works, you know. And then whenever you meet someone who is speaking to your power and purpose, you really are not trying to hear that, you know. You'd rather have the instant gratification than actually have a long-term solution or healing. So we have to be very careful with that and make sure that we are um, – we are loving ourselves deeper and expanding our, our capacity to love ourselves, you know, so that we don't feel lack in in such a way that we are attaching ourselves to an illusion. That's going to come tumbling down. So great conversation. All right. So the next question is, are you looking for others to meet your standards or are you looking for them to meet your expectations? So I think we touched on that, but we can touch on that a little bit more. Michael, what do you think about that? Are you looking for people to meet your standards or expectations? Uh, I'm not sure I understand, but I would think expectations. Um, and, and I'm just going, You you know that I'm, just, I'm on this journey like everybody else, and, and uh, mm-hmm. so you know disclaimers all around. Uh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think that uh, you know a lot of times people don't even know what they want. If you don't know yourself, yeah. then you're not going to know what you want, and that's the yeah. danger. One of the you know big dangers out there is that we're all out there just. Uh, swinging in the dark, you know, um, mm. and you don't you don't know exactly what you want, and you won't know what you want until you work on yourself, um, yeah. until you're until you're your until you are your authentic self. You're not going to know what you want, and then you know a lot of times. Well, you should always be growing, so you know you'll get out there and you'll meet somebody and, and that was good for, for for that time and then you grow and maybe they don't grow or they're just going in a different direction and then mm-hmm. there's the challenge of, of, of what you do there but a lot of times like you said we're just trying to get needs met we're, we're trying to meet somebody that can make us feel better you know for that little moment in time make us feel better about ourselves which is the even bigger danger because your your personality or your is propped up on somebody else. You know, it's just setting ourselves up. You said um, your personality is propped up on somebody else. That's powerful. Right. Uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. you are your your your. You're expecting this person to make you feel a certain way, you to to, mm. to meet these various you know psychological needs, and then when they can't, then you're resentful or you know um, you know I wish I'd have learned this, and I mean I can't say that I fully learned it, but I, I wish I'd have learned some of the basics. I mean years ago, um, mm-hmm. I remember I was in uh, marriage counseling that turned into just counseling. 
And uh, I remember the uh, counselor saying, well, you know, it's going to be about three years before you can really be in a relationship. And I laughed because I said, I don't miss her now. And I had missed the point, you know, entirely. He was talking about all that baggage I was carrying. And, uh, And so I went out there and, you know, messed up again and messed up some other lives and, you know, because I'm just, you know, you're just hungry. So you just go out there. Yeah. Well, now they call it thir- thirsty. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, thirsty. But, yeah, I mean, you're just out there, and uh, and you're in pain, and you want somebody to to do something about that pain. Yeah, so, a lot of times you I know, think standards doesn't even women... come into it. Oh. Right. Not yeah. on any deep level. Yeah. Not if you're in pain and you're thirsty. You don't have any standards right. or expectations until you, um, you know, until it starts getting hard, you know. And, well, they, and yeah, you start there you to go. Thirsty people don't have standards. Right. So, like, when it starts getting hard and you don't, you know, you realize you know, you wake up one morning like, uh, who have I chosen? You know, and it's what's right, right. here. And then you're right. like, okay, now you got expectations of standards. And and you come and try to put them off on the other person. And the other person's looking at you like, what the heck? Because I, I said to a friend the other day, I said, you know, when you're in a relationship and you change, you need to communicate that because the other person is not changing. So you wake right. up one morning and feel like you're doing something different and you don't communicate that and you're in a relationship, it's like it's going to crumble because you're changing. And I think that goes back to what we talked about, about impact, because sometimes people are not clear about their impact or, you know, why they woke up. Because sometimes when you're in pain, you'll rock yourself to sleep. And the decisions that you make when you sleep are totally different than the decisions you make when you're awake. Oh, man. And so when you rock yourself to sleep because you're trying to be, because you're thirsty and you're trying to get some instant gratification, and then you wake up because you, you feel like. Hey, you there? Okay, I'm sorry about that. I, don't, I have no clue what happened. I just lost oh, my okay. mind. Um, yeah, That's I have fun. no clue. It was just like, boom, it's just off. But I'm back. 
So, yeah, so, um, you know, when we, it's this technical difficulty sometimes that happens when you get into a powerful conversation, you have all kinds of glitches and problems. Uh Um, And this is a powerful conversation. Um, But anyway, so I have two cards that I want to look at. One was um, always do your best, and it says express your own divinity. You don't need the acceptance of others. You don't need knowledge or great philosophical concepts. You have the right to be you, and you express your own divinity by being alive and by loving yourself and others. And the other card was don't take anything personally, become immune to poison. The whole world can gossip about you, and if you don't take it personally, you are immune. Immunity to poison in the middle of hell is the gift of the second agreement. So I feel like when you have, when you run into people and they have, you know, standards and expectations, so to speak, but it's more so from their pain than from a powerful place, it's like you really have to be able to um, have a sense of your own divinity and, and don't take any of it personally. I think that is the main thing that really takes us out in relationships is that we end up taking everything personally. Everything becomes personal and it's not personal nothing that anybody says or does is personal it's just either their projection their pain or something that they're dealing with and so we have to remember that nothing that's coming at us is personal what we can do with it is we can look at it as a reflection and a projection and look at is there something in us that needs to be healed are we kind of um are we uh, attracting and vibrating something that we need to be aware of with this person rather than taking it personally? So for me, I just call it getting curious. I'm just getting curious as to why I create this situation, what it's all about, and how I can heal it, especially if it keeps triggering me because, of course, I don't want to keep going through my life being triggered. So for me, when right. I have situations where people are, putting expectations on me or trying to, you know, tell me about some standard that doesn't, you know, doesn't in a, that's not in alignment with me, I'm just looking at, you know, what can I learn from this? Because obviously I attracted somebody who whose standards are not in alignment with me. And so what is it going on within me that's attracting that? Right? So that's what I think is the best remedy for that is to just get curious as to why you attracted this particular thing. Okay, so we're getting through our questions. So the last uh, question for this particular reflection question is, how do you use your words, thoughts, and actions to honor yourself in relationships? Michael, you want to take that? Uh, I speak a lot less. (laughs) You know, uh, because you have to, one, you have to value words. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that you become uncommunicative. I just, you just. Um, I guess, and this is, may just be me. I'm just trying to. I don't want to, to misspeak, and I want to make sure that what I'm saying, you understand where I'm coming from. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's a hard thing to do because it's essentially, you know, relearning how you communicate. Um, but mm-hmm. I just, you know, 
the things that I've said that, you know, that hurt people, you don't, that's a terrible feeling, especially when you don't realize it until, you know, years later. Like we get, you know, you get in an argument, you say something in the moment, and there's usually that instant realization of what you said and, and the effect it had. But then, yeah. you know, there's other things that you, you, you know, you realize that something you said years ago to somebody was just terrible, you know, and you think, and yeah. there's no way to recoup that. So for me, you know, that's why I think I just try to be careful how I say things. It's it's not that if something needs to be said, I definitely want to say it, you know. Um, I think I've probably told people I love them more now in the past 10 years and, you know, all the prior years because, you know, that's something that you don't want to leave unsaid if you feel it, you know. Um, but... Uh, you know, and I, I, I'm just, I'm not just talking about, you know, like a romantic relationship. I mean, like your family and mm-hmm. your friends. You better tell them now. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, but when you were talking That's... about, um, mm-hmm. oh, what was it that you were saying? I, I think we just have, we need to be careful. Uh, we need to not react out of out of pain like we do when you said the first thing you want to do is find out how did you attract that. And I think mm-hmm. I was thinking, um, what's the real reason? Like, you know, people will get upset about when they, and they do different things. And like you said, that that's off surface because there's, there's something behind it. Um, yeah. So what was the root of it? Yes, absolutely. And when you find the root, then you're guaranteed not to keep attracting it. You know, when you find the root right. and heal it, you know, and that's right. one of the most important things is, you know, how did I attract this? And then what's the root of this, which is basically the same thing. You're saying, you know, the same thing when you said the root is how did I attract it? And then being able to heal that piece. So that, you know, you're not attracting the same thing over and over again, because a lot of people are having the same relationship over and over again with different people. And because we're blaming other people, we never get the healing, you know. And so when you're when you're not looking outside of yourself and blaming other people for what is happening, then you can get the healing, you know. And so that's the situation that um, I had this uh, in the last uh, month or so is like going through this situation where, you know, I really didn't understand. Like I was blind for like a couple of weeks to the situation because of the, the um, pain, but the pain was old. It wasn't due to the situation I was dealing with. It was some old stuff that was coming up and the new situation I was dealing with triggered the old stuff. And I realized that, oh, this is attached to some old stuff that I need to let go of and release. So I was happy that the situation happened, and I was able to release and let go and find the root of it and pull the root because I had been dealing with this situation a lot in my life. And I was able to pull the root, and when you pull the root of it and heal it, then it guarantees that you don't have to move through it again. It may come up, but you're going to make a different decision. And that's the thing that people right. don't realize. It's like if you go through stuff 
and you find, you know, the root of it and why you went through it and what's happening, once you pull that root, it may come up again. And you have to make a different decision. And once you make that different decision, and you may have to make it a couple of times before that stops popping up in your life. Because it's really, we create these cycles and patterns. And so once you create the cycle and pattern, it's going to keep going until you break it. You know? We all have those. Yeah. We all have what? No, love, I'm I'm sorry. I was just saying that, that, you know, we all have that friend that chooses that same abusive individual. I mean, it's different people, but they're all, you know, either physically abusive or or mentally abusive. And and Mm -hmm. it's because of some trauma that that we're holding on to that we just keep, you know, it could have been with our father telling us, you know, father can tell his daughter, you know, you're stupid or, or this and that. And then some guy comes along and tells you the same thing and you think that's love, you know. Right, but yes. you have to you have to find out why you beamed it in. You know, it's not don't. I'm not blaming the victim. I'm saying that you're you're choosing your pain. Yeah, you're you're, wow. you're choosing the type of pain that you're bringing into your life, and um, it's something that really needs to be. That's why that book was so important, um, because it it kind of shows you the pathology where we begin to. Our role in our pain, I should say, and in our trauma. Yeah, I I think it's, you know, when you said you choose your pain, it prompted something to me because it's so true. It's like I don't think people realize that until, you know, the crap hits the fan. And then we're looking at it like, wow, why did I you know, make this decision to do this. But in the beginning, you're not even thinking about that. You're not even thinking about this is going to bring me into a space of pain because you're not, it's not a preventive situation. Like you're not really, most people are not in the healing mode. Like I want to heal my life. You know, it's almost like um, if you know that you have like a history of heart attack in your family, I don't really believe that things are, like, passed down physically, but I believe they're passed down emotionally, psychologically. And so if you have a history of heart attacks in your family, your family, like, eating ham, ham hocks and chitlins and, you know, collard greens and macaroni and cheese every day, and you and everybody in your family had a heart attack, then to me you would do something preventive. You know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to eat ham hocks every day. Like, I may have ham hocks, like, once a week or once a month, so that I'm not having that same, you know, heart attack and clog causes <laughs> and that type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, the same I, thing I do. With, like, I... in a relationship. It's like you're not trying to prevent, like, you're not looking at it like, okay, this person is still my pattern. You know, it's still the, the, the pathology of, you know, even though you might like the person, it doesn't really matter about the person. Because if this still your pathology, it's gonna have the same ending. You know, if well, that we, person we is that, not on the same path. <laughs> we call it comfort food, right? Uh-huh. You know, yep. we call we call it comfort food because it's familiar to us. It's because it's what we it's where we came from. Even if it's causing us, you know, a long term problem. You know, yeah. some of us are in com- comfort food relationships, you know. 
where, you know, yeah. I had sisters tell me, you know, they're in a relationship because he's, you know, I don't want to get crude, because he's a good lover, you know. So be or because he's this, because he's that in bed, they, you know, they've stayed with this dude, you know. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but at some point, you know, you're going to want him to get a job or you're going to want him to be, you know, some other some thing. Point. Right, right, right. I mean, yes. but it's, it's comfortable. So we will take a comfortable pain over the possibility of, of uh, freedom, you know. Yes, or something, absolutely. you know, something solid. Yeah, and we don't make it what we want it to be because, you know, when we're, you know, like you said, somebody's in bed with you, you're going to make that love. You're not going to really be thinking he's going to bear somewhere with him. You're going to make that love. You're going to be like, oh, he, I love right. him and he right. loves me. But it's really right. just the whole sex thing, <laughs> you know. But we're not going right. to look at it that way in the first, you know. Like you said, eventually you're going to want them to get a job. Or if you have somebody who has a lot of money, who don't have, you know, good in bed, you're going to make that love too. It's like, well, we we in love. You know, it's just whatever your pain is. Or you, if you broke and you meet somebody who's wealthy or if you are um, sex deprived and you meet somebody who's the bomb in bed, you know, you're going to make that love if you're in pain. Right, That's right. what we do. You know, and so the thing is, is that we, you know, we need to be able to clear our eyes and 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 see clearly, you know, what it's doing. And and I love that's why I brought in the fifth agreement because the fifth agreement um, by Don Miguel Ruiz and his son, who is Don Jose Ruiz, and um, I think Janet Mills. It says, "Be skeptical, but learn to listen." So it's like when you go into a new situation, a relationship, you don't have to be skeptical of the person. You skeptical of you and your pathology. <laughs> you right. know, so you are right, right. you trying to get to know like is my pathology at play here? And if it is, is this a relationship that can heal it? Because it may be that that person may be on the same wavelength as you. So if y'all on the same journey then you all could, you know, heal each other by having the relationship experience. That is very possible. And I've seen it many, many times in my own life as well as others. Or is this relationship going to perpetuate my pathology and be toxic and send me into a tailspin of illusion, and then I'm still going to be broken, broken, and even more broken, broken when I'm done? So that's really what I look at is, like, I want to know, like, you know, is this my pathology repeating itself? I'm going to be talking about it the whole time. I'm going to be saying it. If I see things, I'm going to be speaking it. I'm not just going to ignore it and act like it's not there. I'm not trying to set myself up for an illusion. Right, right. You know, you know and I think a lot of people. No, I just wanted to say, you know, so we were talking about the book, The Four Agreements, and if you yeah. pick that book up or, or you know, mm-hmm. some of the other books are, that are out there, you have become present in your own healing. I mean, you have, you, mm-hmm. you're taking responsibility for your own healing, and a lot of people, you know, it's like with the sex thing, they think that's all they have to offer. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people out there that, that just, they are not, 
present in their own healing. Like they say, well, you know, I have depression. And and, and I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that you're depressed. But you still, the, the, the one thing that you have to do, you may not have energy for anything else, is to, you have to, to be willing to, to get help, you yeah. know? And so, so if, you know, and I, and I say that because before you can get to some of these agreements, you have to want to, to grow, you, you know, to, to evolve that, that inner part of yourself. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, um, there was a, a oh, I guess she's a psychiatrist and, and she was saying that she's been able to, help a lot of people just by getting them to know that they're worthy. Um, If you're out, you know, out there and just trying to get people, you know, you think all you have to offer is your body or something like that, you, you're going to be real, you know, you got, you got a ride ahead of you Mm because everything about your body is going to change, you know? Yep. Um, Yep. But it, you know, it goes back to, you know, to the word thing that we started with is that you, you know, with our words, we can, we can let people know, you know, Hey, you have value, you're worthy, you're enough and you can do this. You can get this done. And, uh, you know, once we, I'm sorry, I think I derailed everything, but you know, I just, it popped in my head. So, um, no, that's good. You know, I keep going. (laughs) No, I, I yeah. just, you know, we, there's people out there that don't realize, you know, that they need to get involved in their own healing. They think that it's going to just happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you got you to look and see why these things keep happening to you and work on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they keep happening because, you know, because, like you said, you really are not, you know, some people are just not willing to do their work, you know, and they're expecting other people to do it for them or wanting other people to, um, they're attaching themselves to other people to avoid that, you know, avoid the healing, avoid looking at their pathology. Like you said earlier, it's like, are we avoiding the fact that we don't really, not that we don't like the person, but just like, this person is not really in alignment with me, but they're talking to my pain, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm going to get some instant gratification right quick, you know, and I'm not going to worry about it. it it'll, it'll go how it's going to go, you know, and then when it falls apart, it's like, oh, my God, how did this happen? Like you forgot that you just made this decision to ignore the fact oh, that man. this is not in alignment. So one of the things that um, one of the cards from the uh, Four Agreements deck is be impeccable with your words, speak with integrity, say only what you mean, avoid using the words to speak against yourself or the gospel about others, use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. I love this card because I, I, you know, speaking to what we talked about, I think saying only what you mean is so important. I think a lot of people don't speak in integrity like they really don't say what they mean and I think it's important for us in relationships especially to speak what we mean say what you mean to mean what you say and if you don't mean it don't say it and if you don't know if you mean it or not don't say it or say I don't know if I really mean this but this is my intention 
You know, I used to hear this saying all the time, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I tell you, I did not know what that meant because I used to hear it all the time. And I was like, why would you say that? Now I'm very clear because people, I keep right. hearing people tell me that wasn't my intention, that wasn't my intention. Well, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You can have all the good intentions you want to have. doesn't mean anything if you don't know your impact. And if you're constantly saying the same thing about the same thing, like you keep doing the same thing and saying it's not your intention. So that is like really, really important. So Kari is on the line and she has a comment or a question. So um, we're going to let her come in. So Kari, hey, love. Hey, thank you for having me on the show. Yes, of course. What's your question or comment? Okay, so my question is, so, um, okay, when you're talking about uh, if we're trying to change someone, that means that we might, that we probably don't really like them, would you say that there would be a, a, would that what we don't like about them is really a trigger? So that would be a growth opportunity. So it's really, okay, so would you say that it's a really a decision of, Staying in the relationship and growing through that trigger or mm-hmm. leaving and trying to find someone who has more of what we're looking for that may not trigger us, if that makes sense. I think that is a, a very good question, Kari. I think that, for my opinion, and I'll let Michael give you his, um, for my opinion, um, I think that it's a choice. You know, I always say, you know, I had, it's so funny you asked that question because I had a situation that I was dealing with um, a few months ago, and actually it was about a year ago, and this person was talking to me about their triggering me. Like, I was very triggered by this person, and they kept saying what you were saying, like, there's an opportunity for healing here, and I said, I don't choose to heal with you because I didn't feel like that person was sincere or authentic. And so one of the things that, you know, and that was my truth. That was what I was feeling from that person. So one of the things that's very important to me is is I feel a resonance of authenticity from a person if I'm going to do healing work because that's very personal for me. And so we can choose, in my opinion, whether we want to heal with that person or have that growth opportunity with that person or choose not to. There's always a choice. So that's my take on it. You can choose to grow or not. It's not like, oh, you met this person, they triggered you, so you have to grow with them. It's not that. It's a choice. You have a choice. So, um, Michael, how about you? What do you think about that? You know what? It was it's kind of above my pay grade. But if, if I understand <laughs> what you're saying, I Funny. think – we have to be careful um, because it sounds like so what when we're trying to change other people, it's easy to fall into a trap where because they they may need to change they it, mm-hmm. it may be something you know these people get in relationships with I say these people is it you know like the person's an alcoholic or has some sort of addiction or there's some other behavior that's detrimental to them, whether you were there or not. 
and you're going right, to, you know, right. there's some of us that, that want to try to heal these people, but, you know, people people seek healing when they're ready. Right. Um, you know, you can present things to people and then give them the opportunity to, to, to move with that, and you have to do the same with yourself as, as well, you know. Um, I, you know, I, I guess it depends on, on what the situation is, how much how much energy or, or time you want to put into it. Um, but you have to be careful um, because when you, you know, I, I know you, I know you're a loving person and it would be easy for you to get trapped by somebody, you know, by that drowning man that's flailing around and he'll, you know, drag you both down. You can present, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a path to healing um, You know that would be the loving thing You know is to put it out there and say hey This is this is possible But they you know people come When they're ready and you planted the seed yeah. I mean you did what you know You planted the seed it might not Bear fruit for many years But um, You know uh, Milani knows there's things That uh she said to me that it didn't turn up until two, three years later. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the way it is, you know, but you have to decide, like, Michael is well worth me, you know, spending time with him because I know that he values what I'm saying. He's always honored what I've said to him. It's been about, what, seven years, Michael? That's yeah, about seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and seven so he... he yeah, he always, you know, I know that he, even if he's in resistance, it's a very gentle resistance. You know, it's not a disrespectful, um, crazy type of resistance. And so, you know, it's very, it's, it's, it's powerful to be, you know, with him because as he, we, we had a little bit of a break, and when he came back, it was like, okay, I understand this, this, and this now. I know this, this, and this. And he came back in, you know, in a way of humility and not in a way of, oh, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. You know, everything with him is my choice. It is, you know, me choosing to be, you know, in the relationship. It's me choosing to um, to want to heal with him or not want to heal with him. And him also the same. But it works because we're on the same page. We're in alignment with each other, and even when we don't agree, it's still good. It, it doesn't get ugly because we can respect each other's point of view. So, Kyrie, all those things are factors in you deciding as to whether you want to heal with somebody or not because going through something that's detrimental to you to try to heal with somebody and hang in there, that's going to be a no. That's going to be a, a hell no, okay? So you want to make a good decision, and you want to make sure that when you do choose somebody that you're healing, you know, that you're going through healing with, or you, if you're getting triggered and you're like, okay, I'm triggered, you know, because sometimes Michael triggers me, and I know I trigger him. Absolutely, 100%. <laughs> right? But we've chosen mm-hmm. to you know, to go through it and get through it and be respectful and to honor each other through it. The same thing with you and I, Kari. I know I trigger you, you trigger me. 
but we go through it, you know, respecting and honoring each other. Does that make sense? It goes to intent. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And I also thought about um, when you were just talking about just now about um, is this relationship or interaction, is this going to perpetuate the pathology or heal it? And so um, thank you. That really... That really clears it up. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Yeah, because there is no blanket way to look at everything. It's really you have to, the final answer to everything comes from within you. So that's why you can go outside of yourself to get guidance, but you have to get very clear within yourself what works for you. So you get guidance. You get, you know, um, you know, you get perspectives, you get love, you get whatever you want to call it, and then you go within to your intuition and see what resonates and what feels good to you. And not necessarily, you may not necessarily be able to determine that right away. And that's why we need help and guidance so that we can get clear so we can determine what's real, what's right for us, and what's not. Sometimes we're so cloudy and we've been through so much, we don't even know. We're just dealing with our pain, and nothing feels good. When you're in pain, nothing feels good except for some illusions and some instant gratification. That's the only thing that feels good to you. And so you have to work through that. But when you are clear, like you just got your clarity point, Kari, you know, you're clear so you can listen to guidance, you know, and like, like Don Miguel says, it's like you're going to be skeptical listening to your guidance because you're like, okay, you're always asking yourself, is my pathology at play? Until you know that you've cleared something. Like the situ- I just went through a situation where my pathology was at play. And so until I know that's completely clear, I'm going to be asking myself for the next couple of weeks when situations come up, is this my pathology at play? Right? Because I don't want that to come up, but it will be coming up because I'm 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 raw in it right now, and I've just gone through a situation, and so it's coming up for me to say no, because you say no no to what you don't want, so what you do want will come. But you have to be clear about that, and the clarity comes from self love and from your natural state of being, not from your pain. Does that make sense, Kari? Yes, and can I um can I add in with just one more comment? Sure. Okay, I just wanted to say I also really love when you are talking about assumptions, um, mm-hmm. and when Michael was talking about assumptions versus calculations, and I was thinking mm-hmm. about how um when I when I'm assuming things, I I end up building into this this like alternative reality. And I'll end up like having certain feelings about it or different experiences based on something that may or may not be real. And I thought about like assumptions. I'm really like thinking like working from my memory. And we we're talking about that this morning, like making assumptions based on what happened before and not being like present as to well what's happening right now. Yes, absolutely, very important. Michael, anything else you want to say, love? I was just thinking about what she was just saying. You know, there's a passage in the Bible, you won't hear me quote it often, but it says jealousy (laughs) is as cruel as the grave um, Mm. because there's nothing that can torment you like your own mind. And uh, 
So when we talk about assumptions, we, we need to, as, as much as possible, steer clear of them because they're usually, you know, there's usually pain involved, um, and it's usually mm-hmm. self-inflicted. Well, it's got to be. Assumption is mm-hmm. a self-inflicted wound, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, thank you, Ms. Clary. We appreciate you for calling in live and for your support of the show, love. Thank you so much, and uh, God is blessings. Thank you. All right. So I wanted to read another card that says, um, don't take anything personally. And the card says, um, your truth is personal to you. Your own opinions and point of view reflect your own agreement and are personal to you. It's no one's truth but yours. I wanted to read this one because, and I have one more I want to read, but I wanted to read that one because a lot of times, People think they have the truth, like I call it the gospel truth, like their truth is the gospel, it's the truth of the world, it's the truth, you know. And the thing is, is that you have a truth based on your pathologies, your domestication, your conditioning, you know, your pain. You got all kinds of things, your belief systems, you know, you have all kinds of truth based on your experience and your background. And so don't hold so tight to that truth. Like you can live it and you can be in it and stand up for it, but don't hold so tight to it and judge other people so quickly because you never know. You may evolve and come into a whole new truth. And you want to hold yourself accountable for that. So you don't want to be too quick to judge others. Um, This one, it says, this is with the um, don't take anything personally agreement, transform your life. When you refuse to take things personally, you avoid many upsets in your life. Your feelings of anger, jealousy, and even your sadness will simply disappear if you don't take things personally. And I think that's so true. I think a lot of times the reason why we're sad and upset all the time is because somebody has said something and we just took it to heart. We took it as if it was our truth. And it was simply that person's truth or that person's experience or that person's projection. Whatever it is, it has nothing to do with you. Michael, you want to speak to that, love? I mean, we just we just want to be loved. We want to feel good about ourselves. We want people to love us. We want to, you know, we want to feel loved. And, uh, you know, that it, it just ties into that. Yeah. And let's get the real deal, love. Like, the real deal, love, is just as you are, you know. You, like Michael said earlier, you know, you might like do a little tweaking, you know, in relationships, you're going to find all kinds of stuff. When you get in a relationship, it's like you're in a mirror, like you're just sitting in your mirror, in a mirror looking at yourself, you know. So when you get into a relationship, just understand that, you know, it's going to be, you know, you're going to be dealing with a lot of stuff about you. It's going to come up, you know, but it's okay. Whatever it is, it's okay. If you, if this is a relationship that you think that you can shift and change and heal in, shift and change and heal. If it's not, let it go. Remember we talked earlier about let it die so you can be reborn. You know, you've gotten, you know, a glimpse of, you know, some of your issues and challenges. If you feel like this person is not in alignment with your change or healing, or you feel like it's abusive in any way, then, you know, you just want to let go and move on. 
and get your healing because that's the most important thing. The most important thing is not staying in some unhealthy relationship just to pretend that you're okay. The most important thing is that you get healed. And that's what this conversation is all about tonight is for us, you know, to get our healing. That's it. So we're right at 16 minutes. Wow, Michael, we talked our way all the way through this thing. <laughs> so I want to just give final thoughts. So um, we can, I can give, you can give your final thoughts, and then I'll give my final thoughts, and then we'll end the show. Wow, it's awesome. Uh, I don't know what to say. I think it's important to, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and and ask for help. Um, be discerning on who you ask for help, and I mean we're we're all I mean <laughs> you know we've all made mistakes. Um, yeah. And and but you know if you get frustrated, you get blocked. You know maybe take a step back. And ask for some help. Yeah. Uh, somebody, you know, people, we're always, people are always willing to give their advice. You have to, you, know, you have to use discernment, you know, when you get it. But, uh, you know, ask yourself, is it, is this what you want? And uh, if it's worth, you know, moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Well, thank you so much, Michael. I'm so excited that you're going to be here with us. So every fourth Monday is Love and Relationships Uncensored, and Michael and I will be bringing different topics um, to you about love and relationships, really working working our stuff out, and at the same time, you working your stuff out with us. So um, we appreciate you, Michael, so much for being here. It's fun having you here. Some great advice, great aha moments, great um, quotes from you that I wrote down. And um, I'm sure that, you know, other people got um, some, you know, wisdom from you as well. So thank you, love, so much for agreeing to be here. And um, we'll be back again, like I said, on the fourth Monday, every fourth Monday. Um, it's the Love and Relationships Uncensored here on Get Your Entire Life. So we're going to let you go, Michael. Thank you so much again. I'm going to end the show. And, you know, we'll talk soon. I love you. I thank you. love you. It's been an honor. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. God is blessings. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. Oh, my goodness. What an amazing show. And I hope you all enjoy Michael. Isn't he wonderful? He's such a wonderful person. Um, and so I just want to give you all a final thought. And thank you all so much for being here. Um, the final thought comes from my book, um, Notes to Self, the Two Years, for Two Lessons. And this is a book where I talk about all the lessons that I've learned in my 52 years of being here on earth. And so this particular lesson is lesson four, and it says, what people say about me is none of my business. So I wanted to read the self-reflection to you at the um, end of this chapter because I thought it was very fitting for what um, we've been talking about tonight to help you to really um, just hone in on you know, yourself and what's important to you. And then if you can love yourself deeper, love yourself by being yourself, then it will be so easy to attract amazing relationships in your life. And that is intimate relationships, business relationships, friendships. It doesn't matter what kind of um, shit that you're looking for. You'll be able to attract that only just by um, remembering to love yourself by being yourself. So the self-reflection in my book says, at first, 
seeing yourself through your own eyes may be startling. I cannot begin to describe the freedom I felt when I gave myself permission to genuinely see myself. My life was transformed forever at the very first moment that I started to trust, embrace, and love myself without condition. And then there's an affirmation here that says, I give myself permission to see myself through my own eyes. So, Love Tribe, tonight, as I leave you, I'm going to ask you to do five things. Um, And four of those things are the four agreements with um, Don Miguel Ruiz, which is, first thing is be impeccable with your word. Second, don't take anything personally. Third, don't make assumptions. And the fourth is always do your best. And the last thing I'm going to ask you to do, Love Tribe, is to see yourself through your own eyes. Don't look at yourself through the eyes of anyone else, just through your own eyes. Love yourself through your own eyes. Be yourself through your own eyes and feel yourself through your own eyes. Live through your own eyes. And I'm telling you, you will be so blissfully happy and you'll be able to manifest and attract every single thing that you want and need for yourself. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. Thank you to my beautiful friend, Michael, um, for being here. We can't wait to talk to you on the next fourth Monday about love and relationships. Thank you to all of you who called in and clicked in to be inspired and supported and elevated by the goddess energy tonight. Get your entire life experiences here every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. And you can now listen to us on, um, for those of you who have Apple phones, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is go to um, Apple Podcasts, um, press your uh, app, and then put in the search bar, get your entire life, and our shows will come up. Please subscribe and review our show on Apple Podcasts because if you review our show, then we can continue to grow. So if you want to connect with me, Milani Shani, the love goddess, you can visit my website at milanishani.com. That is M-A-L-A-N-E-S-H-A-N-I.com. You can also visit my university at auniversity.com for some of the classes that I have available there. Um, There are two audios that you can listen to in my self-mastery library. The first one is how to use self-awareness to attract and maintain healthy and loving relationships. I talk a lot about the book, The Four Agreements, um, on that audio. And then the second one is Love and Relationships 101, A New Beginning. So if you go to my website, milanishani.com, and there's a tab on that website called Get Your Entire Life. If you go to that tab, then you can see everything and I'm telling you on that page and um, click that page uh, on that page to get more information. Also, you can go to our website and sign up for our weekly light letter. It's called the Activation Station. Um, If you visit the Get Your Entire Life page on my website, you can go there and you can sign up for the Activation Station. And it actually provides information and tools. We have a calendar on there so you can see what we're doing and how we're moving and where we're going. We also have inspiration to encourage you to be who you really are, to love yourself deeper. So we only send out one email once a week on Mondays at noon, and that's it. We won't spam you and send you a bunch of stuff. But it is really a powerful little light letter, and we would love for you to go and um, sign up for our light letter. So um, it has been my absolute pleasure being with you all tonight. I look so forward with being um, with you all next week. I wish you all goddess light and love. Remember to love yourself by being yourself, 
And tonight I'm going to go out with one of my favorite songs, and you all know what it is, Best Part by Her. Good night, everybody. I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. If you love me, won't you?